this is the GPL Podcast from GopherPuckLive.com. I think Mo gets pulled one of these. Oh my goodness. Who are you? Oh boy. You making mistakes. I love it. And so I had to train for this marathon. <laughs> Make sure you stay awake for the game tomorrow. So right away, my confidence is it's doing really, really, really well before that. And then um, and then Don goes, can anybody on the ice take a penalty shot? And the referee goes, no, it has to be, it has to be Ramsey. And I'm like, okay, there's shot two to the confidence. That's, that's great. Good evening and welcome to the GPL podcast, episode number 231. Well, good evening, Mr. Vigo. How are things with you tonight? Fantastic. I am off the COVID reserve list, back to full strength. Yes. Uh, that bye week, you know, it's the right time for me to <laughs> pick up the COVID and uh, get the boogeyman in the house. And it just stayed with me, so... Oh, that's good. My family. So feel good about that. And uh, back and ready to go here now down the stretch. Well, we're ready to go for the stretch. And you know who else is ready to go for the stretch? Mr. Pat Micheletti. And he is joining us once again. There he is. How you doing, Pat? I'm ready. I'm ready uh, for some playoff hockey. Let's let's get it going. <laughs> you know, get rid here, here. It, Right. It's it, it's that time of year where it is like the playoffs. Not playoffs yet, but every win is a big win. And uh, it's just an exciting time of the year. I mean, I'm sure you guys were watching the wild game or paying attention to the wild game. And it's like, come on, guys. It's time to pick it up. And maybe the wild need to learn that, too, because the Gophers are doing pretty, pretty good at that, Pat. Yeah, you know what? Uh, not, not to say I'm surprised. I mean, you know, we all know the talent going in and. You know, I, I, I had reservations at the beginning of the year, and I, and I think even the staff did a little bit, um, mm-hmm. just in terms of how young they are. And uh, But I'm, I just, I, I marvel um, at the leadership that this team has with Lacombe, Faber, Johnson, Nelson, Brodzinski. Those guys have kind you know, as, as much as we want to talk about you know, the, the best line in college hockey and, mm-hmm. you know, all the accolades up by, by the, by the decor. I, I just think um, the leadership has really shown itself this year. And, um, and, and that's why I think, um, you know, night in and night out they're they're, they're pretty consistent. Yes, they definitely are. And um, we saw that a couple weeks ago, Viggs, when they uh, took care of Michigan State. What was it? Nine seconds in, Mr. Cooley scored Friday night. It was all over real quick. Eight-nothing win. Night two, a little back and forth, and then they pulled away at the end. But overall, they're putting themselves in perfect position. Yeah, the thing that stands out to me about this team's performance on the ice is how much skill they have and how easily it seems they're able to take advantage of the scoring chances they get. Mm-hmm. I think a couple of years in the past, we've seen gopher teams where they have a lot of talent, but they struggle to score goals when they should be putting the pucks in the net. This group, that is not the case. They are confident shooters. 
Uh, they're they're getting lots of scoring chances. They get on the rush and they go quick. They have defensemen who can join the rush and apply that additional pressure that gives their skilled players just that extra time because you know they out can outman the opponent to the net. And it's really been a fun team to watch. Like all the games this year have been pretty exciting. I think. And, 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 and Pat, I think Pat, one of the biggest things I've noticed that maybe didn't happen in previous years is when they get down, it's nothing. They come back and tie it. You know, they got down again, John two to one in game, Saturday night game. They came right back. It seems like it doesn't phase them. It's like, they just know we can get this done. Well, to both of your points, um, you know, and then you have to add something to that, right? Yeah. You got to want it. You got to want it. Yeah. And you know, when they are down by a goal, when, when they do have all this skill, even if you have all the skill in the world, if, if you don't have the, the want to get to areas to, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to be the guy to, to, to get the goal, to make the hit, to make the pass. How many times, you know, I, I go back to, geez, I think it was the, well, Nelson made a hit behind, behind the net. Nevers picks the puck up, you know, Brzezinski right in the slot. You could not draw that up any better, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the type of of um, intelligence and want and desire and know-how to get the job done. And, um, and, and that's really, really impressive. And Viggs, you know, we, we've talked about the little resurgence of Michigan State this year. Yes, they are better. Um, but Minnesota just kind of has their number where maybe Michigan state just does better against other teams. Yeah. I think Minnesota puts so much pressure Mm -hmm. against Michigan state that you just don't see the skill. Like I said that when they played out at Mon ice arena, you just don't see enough skill on Michigan state to make you nervous. They, They don't have enough players who can make talented plays and create space and create scoring chances or get on the rush. And once again, Minnesota Sparty series, we did not see a ton from the opponent over the weekend. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, and, and a big key for me for Minnesota is when their D are involved in the offense, meaning, um, you know, involved in is I I'll go as far, far to say as involved in the forecheck, you know, when they're cycling, when they're moving, you know, they know they got a guy back cause they're, you know, they're, they're, they're um, rotating up high They're you know, all of that stuff. When they get involved like that, that opens up so much more room for the forwards who are very skilled to go to work. And, but, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you can see a lull in their play when, when the D aren't involved, at least I can. And I don't know what you guys think, but, um, you know, to me, you know, so when they're when they're involved, um, it, it really is it's it's artistry to watch. It's, it seems to me, Viggs, that, you know, sometimes they realize that maybe they don't quite have their game. And if they just play a little more lockdown defensively and then just wait for their opportunities, it seems like that's where they've kind of really been taking advantage this year. Playing just, I, just playing I, smarter. I think they're at their best when they don't force that first chance on the rush and they get into that ground game where they can really dominate a shift and put the other team on their heels. Mm -hmm. And like Pat was saying, when the D get involved coming down from the far point 
for pucks that get wrapped around and they win that race. And now you have the entire opponent trying to shift to a puck on that side of the ice. And you have a skilled gopher defenseman who's coming down and can make a play Mm. that just creates so much danger because a team in that transition loses their structure. They lose their check. And now all of a sudden you have these gophers filling open ice and you have defenders who can feed those forwards and create more scoring chances. I, I said at one point during the game on Friday that it was like coaches candy. You had (laughs) multiple players attacking the net. You had players winning second chances. You had a low high game. You had traffic in front of the net. You had players getting the rebounds. I mean, those are all the things you hear coaches talk about as the optimum game plan. And the Gophers were executing it. And that's just tons of fun. Pete, you probably heard my first question to Bob after the game. I, you know, I said, I said to him, okay, what didn't you like about tonight? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't take the bait. He didn't take the bait on you either. (laughs) I don't know what I got for you, Bob. What did, you know, I mean, you know, and and you're, and you're dead on. Um, It was just a, a really, really fun game to watch. Uh, if you're a Minnesota fan. And even more so, Viggs, um, Close got his fifth shutout of the season, his eighth shutout in the just over a year playing. He's not doing so bad. (laughs) When he's allowed to just play the shooter and be aggressive, he is so good. He is so good at playing. If he can just focus in on half the ice, or has enough time to make his reads. He is a really calm, He's smooth calm. goalie. He knows when to freeze the puck and slow the play down. He knows when to deflect the shot in the corner and give his team the opportunity to have more momentum and not have a D-zone face-off. He just has a real good feel for the game right now. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I've had a lot. I, he's really fun to talk to. Um, I mean, just great conversationalist. And, and, you know, and, and the way he plays goaltender is the way he talks. He's just very sure of himself, um, very calm, very collected, you know, and conveys his thoughts terrifically. And, uh, and, and then he gets in the net and it's like, like you're talking to him. And, and, and that, you know, I, and I think that really, I mean, I think the guys really, really trust him. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, because listen, there, you, I mean, listen, th- this isn't a team without warts sometimes. Right. And, and uh, there have been games where he has won the game for him and I'll, and I'll go back to the, the Notre Dame three, nothing win. You know, it, it may have looked, you know, score three, nothing. He get, I think he stopped three breakaways that night. Okay. Maybe four. Um, and, and they don't win the game without him. So, mm-hmm. um, but we, but we forget about him sometimes, don't we? Yes. Because what they have and, and, and um, he deserves a lot of credit. Pat, I, I'd like to get your thoughts on Michigan state. Yes. They've been down for quite a long time. Yeah. They seem to be getting back some of that uh, it factor, not yep. there yet, but they've made some good strides this year. Watch out. Yeah. Watch out. I mean, Adam Nightingale is a good recruiter. Um, you know, you look at their top line, okay? Dorwart, 
Russell, and uh, 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 Jager Joshua. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Joshua, whatever. Um, the the two guys are freshmen, and not the most highly recruited freshmen, but good players. Mm-hmm. They are good players. They would be on a third line here at Minnesota. They are their top line. Okay. And so, you know, this is kind of a rebuild for them. And, mm-hmm. and those guys are going to be good players in, in this league. There's no question. They just need more of them. They need more of them. And, yeah. and you can't, you know, you can't do it overnight. And, well, and v- back. some teams, you know, have done it right, right with the, with all the transfers, but yes point and, and Viggs, it's um i think this year they'll finally break that playoff jinx they'll actually at least win a game this year won't they in the big 10 playoffs we'll see who they play i mean it's very <laughs> tight in hey, the big 10 right it now is. like two, oh, it is. two through six all those teams are beating each other up it's yep. it's any any team can win those games i i do think there's a little bit different attitude to michigan state this year yes it's just it hasn't shown against Minnesota for, for whatever reason. So I, I do think they'll have a, a good chance in the tournament to, to get off the, the losing streak there. Uh, we need a healthy Michigan State. Um, I, I don't know, Pat, if you think we need a healthy Badger team. In the big picture, we do. As a rival, we want to see them lose all the time. But um, I'm saddened. It, it's a struggle right now for them. I'm saddened by the program. I, I think the last time I, I was on, we were talking about the Badgers and, you know, I thought maybe they'd find some life, um, but they, um, they don't. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they know what direction they're going, which direction they want to go. Um, they're not recruiting like they used to. Now they have a bunch of guys coming in next year. You know, I'm not your scout out there. Mm-hmm. you know, knowing a lot about a lot of these players coming in. Um, but they're, 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 they're just, we're, we're almost to the point where they've hit rock bottom. And, yeah. you know, I could have said that last year, uh, you know, and, and they gave the staff another year. I, I don't know, but it's not working. They're not drawing. Um, they play in too big of an arena. There's no atmosphere. Uh, it, um, they, they've got, they've got, um, they've got issues. They definitely do. And, and Viggs, you know, obviously we love to kick the Badgers when they're down, but we've been saying since day one, since this league started, a healthy Badger team is good for the big 10. Because when we started this big 10 conference, it was both, you know, Michigan and Wisconsin were down Penn state, or I should say that, uh, Michigan state was kind of down as well which is why you saw the, the gopher dominance those first four seasons in the regular season. Um, you ask any, the, play, you ask any player who played college hockey in the seventies, eighties, nineties, when Dane County Coliseum was their venue and it was sold out every night. That was the best road trip of the year yeah. for, you know, every team in college. What can they do? Viggs? They're going to have to clean house, aren't they? Well, they tried to clean house a little bit last year by having Granado turn over some of his assistant coaches. And 
you know, that obviously hasn't had much of an impact in their performance. You know, they're having a hard time scoring goals and Granado has a history of trying to promote offensive talent to shine Mm -hmm. and whether or not he lets them get seasoned enough so that they can compete at the big 10 level. That's just not happening, you know, and you can't just hope that you have a Cole Caulfield every four years and that saves your program. And it's, it's, pointing to, to see Wisconsin crew that way. And they're still landing some good players like Will Scahan, probably one of the best defenders for the development team. Uh, Finn Brink, you know, a, a really good player for Maple Grove, uh, Whitelaw and um, Lewandowski from Rosemount. Like they have good players coming in. They just don't have enough of them and they come in too early and, and they're just not ready to compete. Yeah. And, and Pat, Pat, I would say the atmosphere there, when they're when the crowd is there, it's a great atmosphere. But and Biggs well, is tracked the last couple of years. It has really gone down the last yeah, seven years. And 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 they don't seem to play with a purpose, with a structure, with an idea, with an understanding of of situational hockey. Uh, I mean, go if you go back and 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 uh, look at some of the goals Minnesota scored against Wisconsin in the past couple of years, you just say, All right, "What am I watching?" You know, four guys in the corner, um, uh, four guys below the below the goal line, and you know, we can go on and on, right? I mean, yeah. If you guys have seen them, I don't have to tell you about them. Um, but and and that tells me, okay, is it just I'm going to do what I want type of thing, or yeah. am I not getting coached the right way, or you know what I mean? And or that, are they not being held accountable? For mistakes. There you go. There you go. And so, you know, what is it? But whatever, it's not working. Yeah. It's, it's not working. Well, we'll get more into the series this weekend. I had a, I saw Dale Beers asked us a question on Twitter. What do you know about the new commit, Nathan Airy? Is that how we pronounce his name? Uh, they got a goalie commit this week, a 6'3 kid from Cranbrook um, in the BCHL. Um. Not a clue. <laughs> Viggs, do you know anything? Come on, Viggs. Uh, I, I tried to study up on him a little bit this last <laughs> week. I, I got into the hockey TV to watch some clips of their games and just see what kind of style he is. You know, he's a big goalie, 6'3", uh, looks pretty technically sound, you know, gets in that big butterfly, has good solid pushes across, is able to keep that pad down to, to play those reads when he has to move across the crease. Uh, big goaltender played a lot of games in the BCHL and has gotten better every year. I think one lesson coming out of the Justin Close uh, experience for Bob Mosco is he wants to have goalies that play a lot of games and are experienced by the time they come to Minnesota. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see Bob getting kids who are 18 years old and have just played high school and maybe a little bit of junior coming mm-hmm. to the program unless it's an emergency. I think you want to have these goalies who have a lot of experience, have shown the mental ability to bounce back from bad goals, and you want to see a progression of talent. And I think that's what Aerie brings, and I think it's a it's a very safe move to bring him in. And it, it kind of brings a question, what does the goaltending future look like at Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's kind of curious. Does he, does he come in next year? That's my question, yeah. Yeah. I, I would think so. Uh, he hasn't signed his NLI yet officially, so it's still probably up in the air, depending on what Justin Close has mm-hmm. that option to come back. Oh, he does. Uh, 
because of the COVID year. So if, if he wanted to come back, he could, who knows what's going on there. Uh, but this is a special year for this team right now. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that's all they're focused on. Yep. 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 That is true. Viggs, the Gophers have a 13 point lead over second place, Ohio state, Penn state, Michigan and Michigan State, who all have 30 points. We know that Penn State and Michigan State have extra games in hand, but uh, things are looking really good. They have a chance to uh, clinch the league this weekend if they sweep uh, the Badgers. Um, there's a couple scenarios. You know, if both Michigan, if Michigan and Ohio State lose Friday night and Minnesota wins, they would also get the league title. So things are looking really good here. They're they're starting to kind of pull away thanks to a lot of those other teams splitting and all of a sudden Michigan taking off. Yeah. And I think one of the things about Minnesota is they got away with some maybe not so great games throughout the year because their skill has been able to shine at the right moments. This has been a team that's, that's taken advantage of opportunities when it's presented to them. And that gives them that nice cushy lead right now where they could clinch this weekend. And you know, you're not trying to look too far ahead, but I think the players would be very happy to get that first banner in their pocket going out of Madison this weekend. And, and, and Pat, it's, yeah, I just kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I'm just, um, I'm, it's, they could clinch early. We don't want them to see them have a letdown because they got to go to happy Valley in a couple weeks. They got Ohio state coming back here. You don't want to see any bad things happen if they do clinch this weekend, Pat. No, but but the good thing is they're they're ending they're ending the 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 season with with two worthy opponents, right? Yes, they, true. They, they owe both those teams. Both those teams beat them, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and you know they, they. So I think I think they'll get up for that. I don't think it's hard to get up um, on the road at Penn State. The atmosphere is terrific. Uh, yes. You know that you know that. Uh, hey, to them, to Penn State, Minnesota's their big series. Let's face it, you know they want to beat Minnesota, and so I think they'll be. I think they'll be fine for that. Now, the the last weekend, um, it could be really, really crucial for the Buckeyes, depending, like you said, on mm-hmm. what happens, and you know, in these next couple of weeks. So, um, you know, I, I. I think uh, I think I think they'll be fine. You know, I, I think this team will be fine because of the leadership that they have that I talked about earlier. I, I just think that, you know, you know, they'll be they'll be ready to play. Because I remember my train of thought that I think one of the keys this weekend that we've heard some of the, the radio and TV guys says that Minnesota's getting points every weekend. They haven't mm-hmm. been swept in quite a while. I I Definitely not this year. Um, he's getting, he's looking up the stat right now, but they're getting yeah. points every weekend, whether if it's a split or four, five, six points a weekend. And they're like the only team in the Big Ten that's done that. Mm-hmm. And they're scoring goals in all these yeah. series. It's, it's not like they're having any scoring droughts. The power play has been the best it's looked since Bob has been at Minnesota. I mean, last year that was something that frustrated the heck out of me was how yep. poor their power play was with so much talent on the roster that they couldn't figure it out. Power play has been very good this year. Very consistent. It helps to have guys like Jackson Lacombe and Logan Cooley mm-hmm. and Jimmy Snuggerud and uh, Jackson Nelson and Matthew Nyes on that top unit. They are all very productive. They're all very good at winning second chances. 
and they look smooth, changing spots out there. And, and they, I think that that's always dangerous they, for a PK to face. And they share the puck. Sometimes to my, um, sometimes I wish they'd be a little bit more, more selfish. Uh, when their power play, yes. in my opinion, when their power play is stagnant, it's when they're moving it just around the perimeter. So, you know, and when, when they get that, when they get that, you know, heavy shot from the point, I don't even care if it gets on net. If they, if they let one go from there, then that opens up everything. Then you get Mm -hmm. the whole, um, uh, you know, defensive team scrambling and then they go to work. Then their skill goes to work. Then they start moving it and giving and going. And, 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 and then they, uh, you know, that's when they're successful, in my opinion. Well, I think one of the things that's key is Lacombe, Cooley, and Sungerud are all very comfortable carrying the puck and bringing a defender with them and then getting the puck into the space that they vacated. Yeah. And that gets the PK spinning and getting out of lanes and creates two-on-ones and scoring chances. Yep. And you have players who just say, I am the power play quarterback. I stay at the top of the point. I am an off-wing shooter. I'm on the top of the circle, and I'm the other one. I stay at the top of the circle. That is a recipe for stagnation and disaster. And Correct. this team does a good job of keeping it going. Correct. And and if and if you just let one guy go, it'll just somebody like a coolie will just dangle for a second and just snipe at top corner, like we saw just a couple weeks ago. Viggs is like, not going to cover me. Fine, I'll just take it myself. I mean, and that's the thing they they have. I mean, you know, you could have. Two guys collapse on Cooley and okay, a bunch of other guys are open and he gets the puck denies or something like that. So um they have to take advantage of that, Pat. You know, give you send it down the knives, all of a sudden he attracts a bunch of attention. Well, geez, it opens up a lot of other things. It's ridiculous ridiculously scary. And it, you know, when and when they get going, when they get going, it it's um, I tell you what. You wonder why Mariucci's been sold out the last four games. I mean, people are starting to, yeah, I got to see this kid. Oh, I got to see this line. Oh, I got to see their D. Oh, you know, um, what an atmosphere. What, you know, and it, and, and from that, and, and the fans have been great. The student section has been, you oh, know, yeah. the fans have been into it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's just, you know, the, the, I'll, I'll go back to the Michigan series. It was loud the whole weekend. It, yes, it, it was, was. Loud the whole weekend, you know, through both games. And uh, I thought Friday night's game was better, but um, you know, I, I just thought, man, that it's 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 great to see. Um, I, I saw your son tweeting earlier tonight. He can't wait for Faber to get to the wild. I'm like, hold off there, Alex, please. Oh my God. We want to let's, let's finish the season. Let's worry about this season with the Gophers first. <laughs> Faber was asked about that a little bit at availability today about okay. he's watching the wild and, and, you know, getting ready. He's like, yeah, I watched the game a little bit differently. Cause I could see myself there, but I've got a lot of work right now with this team mm-hmm. and we're, we're headed to where we want to be, but we're not there yet. So it's a very different answer than some players when they, you know, say, oh, it's going to be an honor to play there. I'm really looking forward to it. Brock was very smart about saying, hey, you know, I came back for a reason and this is a lot of fun. I also think one thing about the fan base right now. Is that leadership or what? 
Yes. Yes. He he gets it. He gets it. I, I think one thing about the the Gopher fan base right now that's really fun is they don't seem to get nervous either, kind of like the team. Sometimes when you go to Excel and you watch a 0-0 first period, you can just sense the fans getting kind of antsy and nervous and, and stressed about how the Wild are going to handle this. You have something similar at Mariucci. The fans are still into it. They're still mm-hmm. excited. They're still confident in their team. And I think, you know, it just goes back and forth with each other there. My biggest problem this year with, with um, as a broadcaster, when I'm calling the games, is that I have to, I literally sometimes have to just say, you know, settle down um, because you, the expectation level, you expect them to make a great play all the time. Yeah. And they're not going to, right? I mean, with all the talent and all that, I'm just thinking, oh, man, I can't believe you didn't make that play. And I got to say, you know, <laughs> be quiet. Be quiet. You know, it's not going to happen on every, but, but they've taken us at times to the level where we think they're good. You know, it, mm-hmm. they're going to do it because they're that good. Mm-hmm. And, and they've, and they've done it multiple times, Vigs. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. If they're down in a game. It's it's not a big deal. There's no panic in their game, and like you said, there's no panic in the fans. They just kind of know what's going to work out. I mean, when this team pulls the goalie to get that extra attacker, and you have guys like Lacombe and Faber at the point, and they have the four forwards that they s- select from for that opportunity, it's a lot of fun to watch because they make confident, steady plays, and they win second chances. It's it's really exciting to watch. You know, you don't hope for your team to be down. Uh, go late, but it's fun to watch Minnesota when they are in that position. You know, really funny guys uh, in the shootout at, at Notre Dame. And, you know, there's a lot of talk at, you know, they lost the shootout. Okay. And the shooters were Pitlick, Brodzinski, and I forget. Okay? Nelson, maybe? No, maybe, maybe Huglin. Huglin. Huglin, I think. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, for, and, and people are like, well, how come Cooley, Snuggerwood, nice. And, you know, and Bob gave an explanation after the game, whatever. But I'm thinking, man, I, that's okay with me. You know, I mean, it, it's okay. Those guys can, can score. They can snipe. They, you know, they can, they can handle the puck. And, um, you know, I, I, I just thought it was funny that you know there was so much angst because you know the big three weren't you know in the shootout well i don't think it may not even matter pat because what what's the numbers is are they like two and 13 yeah in shootouts since they started in the big 10 it's just something they it's just it's just not their thing right well let's get into this weekend guys I'm heading to Madison myself as a fan for the first time in 16 seasons. It's going to be fun to be back at the Kohl Center. They're having this red and white stripe out this weekend on Friday night, folks. So if you're going to Madison, wear gold. I keep saying this. I've been doing some short videos and stuff on Twitter. Wear gold Friday night to stand out and ruin the Badger stripe out. Please. 
Well, it'll be uh, interesting to see how many people um, take part in that, um, you know, from the Badger side. <laughs> well, the seats are kind of reddish, so they, maybe they'll help them. So it is Minnesota, and you know they'll they'll you know they'll probably draw a little bit better uh, when the Gophers are in town. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a it's listen, it, it if the Gophers come out ready to play, and they will win the they'll, they'll sweep. Okay, mm-hmm. they will, because they're just the better team. And um, but if they come out and they're stagnant and they're taking their time, um, then you know, then you know, listen, Wisconsin beat Michigan earlier in the year. Um, you know, you, you got to be careful. You just got to be ready to play, in my opinion. Well, Vigs, Wisconsin only wins league games at home now these days. Because I don't think I don't think they've won a game on the road in two. I don't even know if they did last year. It's it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. They're struggling. So I think if you're Minnesota, when you go into Wisconsin, you have to play that smart game. You have to play that playoff game. You can't get into that. It's point night. Let's go out and you know get on the rush. You know they have to do the things that make them successful. And I think one of the big keys this weekend for Bob is to figure out who are those six forwards that are going to be on that third and fourth line. You know, I think it's pretty set that the Cooley, Nyes, Snuggerud line, and the Nevers, Nelson, uh, Brodzinski uh, yeah, line. You're right. Like, those are, those are pretty set. So who are the next six players that are going to be in the lineup? And that's what Bob's looking for is, is he's really challenging those guys to perform out there because he's got some options now that Schmidt has, has shown himself as a physical player who can change the momentum of a game. Who else is going to fit into that lineup? So you're really looking at four guys. You're looking at four guys. Your 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 fourth line, and then who's going to play on the right side with with Pitlick and Hublin? Yes, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. You know, I I don't unless I'm missing something, but. Um, but as, as good as Pitlick and Huglin have played, they have not produced points like you'd expect from their possession. So true. you're trying to figure out the right puzzle piece there. And if that right. puzzle that, piece doesn't fit, then maybe you have to split Pitlick and Huglin and try somebody else with Huglin. So yeah. I, I think there's some question marks there because Connor Kurth was a great scorer in the USHL last year. Yep. He got a couple goals here in the last couple weeks. You know, is he going to get a chance? Uh, John Middlestead's been very reliable, but he hasn't, you know, helped a lot of offense. Strobel, same thing, but, but, a lot of size, a lot of effort, but they got to get some momentum out of those guys. But you don't need you 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 need nothing offensively from Middlestead. You you know, I mean, listen, I mean, you know, your fourth line. I look at Minnesota and the way they're built, and to me, and I I I hope I hope they go with it, but. You know, I think, uh, I mean, Schmidt, he needs a little bit more ice time now, right? And that Mm -hmm. means, and so I don't think he's going to come out, at least initially. Um, And so you have him and you have Middlestead. All of a sudden you got some bangers, okay? So who's going to be on that right side? Is it going to be Lamb or is it going to be Kurth? Is it going to be Lamb or is it going to be Kurth? Um, Right? And then. Are those two going to flip flop? That's the way I see it. Well, and which which player out of that group can also help out on the penalty kill? 
you know, that's another component well, this team is looking for because you can't dump all that ice time constantly on Nelson and Nevers and Nyes and, and Cooley. You've got to find some other well, guys who can eat those minutes. In a lot, right? Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, Middlestead's not, you know, he gets in there and, and he can, um, to me, and I've been impressed with just because he goes out there and he works his tail off and he hits and he causes, you know, he just, he gives the bench some energy, I think. Now, um, you know, is, is that the way they're going to go? I, I guess, I guess we're going to have to wait and see, but, you know, and that's why I'm up in, you know, up in the press box with you guys, <laughs> not behind the bench. Um, and I, as I always tell killer, Steve Miller, I don't tell you how to coach. So, but here's what I think. And then laugh. So. Honestly, Viggs, I think this team goes through the stratosphere. If Huglin and Pitlick just come back to where they were last year at this time. Right. And I think the issue with them a little bit is having those one and done offensive possessions. Yeah. Stringing them together. Like you've been talking about. Yeah. They, they need to connect the, the links of the chain. And sometimes that's the confidence a player brings to the ice. And when they make those plays, it helps everybody else. And I'm not asking these lines to go out there and put up, you know, two points a night or two goals a night. I'm asking them to stay on the plus side of the plus minus. And I'm asking them to maintain momentum when they take the rink and Mm -hmm. allow the line that comes on after them to start in the offensive zone or to come into the neutral zone and reload. And that's, I think, a a key thing that they're going to need when they get to the tournament and they play these tight checking teams. They need lines that can come out there and have the confidence to just have a positive momentum shift. So that's what I mean, Pat. And that's where it goes back to finding that piece for them. You know, mm-hmm. is it going to be lamb is, you know, cause you know, you see Kurth, yep. And you get some good shifts. You see lamb and you get some good shifts, but what you're not seeing is the consistency out of that. Mm-hmm. And then when that does, when that, when that drops, well, then you've got two guys and then that's where your one and done's come in. And, you know, and then, you know, you can, you can lose momentum in a game by one shift by one by, shift and then taking a penalty by, off of a mistake by you know and and mm-hmm. and that that's um you know it's going to be key all right well pat i'm guessing you're picking a sweep this weekend for minnesota aren't you well i am you know i, I listen um if they come ready to play like they like i think they will then uh absolutely they 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 should sweep. I mean, you know, you're playing a team that has three wins all year that is lost. Um, and Minnesota, you know, I, you know, I, I, they could drill them. I mean, they could literally drill them this weekend. Um, you know, so that, that's what I'm expecting. Does Mo get pulled this weekend, Viggs? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. What? I know you probably do. I, <laughs> I think Minnesota doesn't have a trouble weekend, even if they don't have their A game. Just based on the way Minnesota's played this season and the way Wisconsin's depth is just non-existent, 
I think Minnesota doesn't need their A game to sweep. And that's probably what we're going to see. I, I think coming off the bye week, there might be a little bit of rust in the Gophers game. There mm-hmm. might be a little bit of that looking for points that could impact them. But I think because their defense is so steady at shutting down play that they'll be able to recover even if they have a few missteps. And they're already in Madison tonight. You know, there's some weather kind of coming into play here yep. this weekend. So Bob didn't want to take any chances with having a rushed, you know, commute to Madison. So mm-hmm. he took care of that. So that's smart. You know, just get that out of the way and, and get focused on hockey this weekend. And Bob also encouraged the Gopher fans to, to come out and make the trip to Madison because he knows <laughs> tickets are available. And he referenced the fans being a big reason why guys like Faber, and Lacombe came back mm-hmm. because you know when those players started it was during covid and they're playing yeah. in front of family just like they were squirts and now they're getting this experience of full mariucci full crowds really engaged uh great atmospheres and so i think bob's doing a little bit of campaigning for the fan base to start traveling a little bit more and, when opportunities like this present themselves and you know just watching the game the exhibition game against bemidji we talked about this Vigs. when they scored that late goal to win the game the place erupted <laughs> i mean it was like they were it was almost like it was very heavily for the gophers in the crowd that night and um, I'm thinking this weekend there'll be quite a few. Like I said, I'm making the first trip in, in many, many years. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun weekend. Um, oh, and and you know when they hear that kind of crowd on the road too, that's effective. Yeah. So sweep. I think that's what they're looking for. Yeah. I'm saying sweep. Of course, we're saying sweep. Right. The Badgers stink. We don't need no stinking Badgers. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Are you going, Pat, or for radio nope. at all? Nope. I'm uh, I'm off this weekend, just the show, and that's it. What, what do you guys have on Beyond the Pond this week? Do you know? We have uh, the head coach of the Bemidji State Beavers, Tom Saratori. Oh, must listen radio. Must listen, yep. Fifth game behind the bench last weekend. Nice. Uh, so good for him. Uh, we're going to have Scott Wheeler on, talk about the Wild mm-hmm. and their prospects. Uh, who else are we having? I, you know, I leave it up to fallness half the time. And I, <laughs> I guess that's okay. Um, and who else? I know we're having somebody else on. I don't know. Pat, uh, you're going to have to challenge Wheeler a little bit. He ranked Lacombe as the Ducks' seventh best prospect and didn't oh, even did? mention and didn't even mention Lacombe's power play prowess or his late game tying goals that he started to put out there. I think he's maybe a little underrated uh, when I looked at the Anaheim prospect list at seven. And, and Lacombe recently said that he is going to sign with the Ducks at the end of the year. You know, he's not going to go free agent. Yeah. Good. Good for him. Good for him. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. That is really well, interesting too, because the Ducks have a plethora of young D, D, D prospects. And mm. uh, so, I, in fact, well, they're, they're, well, we don't have to talk NHL, but they're going <laughs> to you know, move Klingberg. They're going to move, um, you know, maybe Fowler. Uh, they, they've got to completely revamp 
what they're doing there. So good for him. Okay. And, and yes, he should win the whole beat. Mm. All right, everybody, go for Van. As much as I like all the other guys, I think he's, I think he's the best. I I think it's going to be tough because they do have three, you know. Well, they've got more than three superstars. I mean, they've got it's a lot this year. Um, yeah, but but who else really stands out, Viggs? For Hobie? Yeah. I mean, there's there's some good players in college hockey. There uh, is. There's this Fantilli guy at Michigan who's leading the nation in scoring. Yeah, he did kind of overtake that now. How about as this? a draft like, eligible? How about this? I like Brindley Brindley more than I like Fantilli. Ooh. I thought Brindley added a lot to that line when he joined it. It just that secondary player to win pucks back. Brindley impressed me with his compete. You know, Fantilli has a lot of skill, but Brindley's compete really shown against Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough of that. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us again, Pat. It's always always great to have you on the show. Always great to join you guys. You know that. So, uh, you know, Uh, playoffs are coming up, so we might have you on again. If it gets interesting. Talk to my people. That would be be big. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the GPL podcast. Well, obviously we'll again, thank Pat for being on the show. Once again, we'll be back next week to recap the Badger series and hopefully celebrate another regular season title. For those of you uh, currently watching live, stay tuned for some overtime. We're just me and Viggs. Pat has to go. So, We'll let him go. But uh, for the rest of you, we'll catch you next week on the GPL podcast.